Is it recording? Yeah, it's recording. Okay, cool. So, in December, I had a little house house gathering, and um, me and a friend were sort of giving you a little bit of criticism and a little bit of sort of negative advice towards your beginnings of the nomadic journey. Now that it's five months in, how would you respond to that if you were had to have the same questions and criticism now? Mm, I like that. I would say now it's a lot more... I would have a lot more awareness to what I'm doing. Mm. Before, it was pretty much a way of me getting rid of the things that I didn't want in my life to make space for the things that I wanted. That was literally as far as my thought process went mm-hmm. and now that I'm starting to create a business around it mm-hmm. I'm like the reason why I want to be nomadic is because I want to be in people's homes and help them mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. overcome triggers and uh, provide methods for them to create their own tools mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. being nomadic allows me to uh, connect with a lot more people than me being at home mm. As a, as a traveling nomad, yeah. <laughs> have you ever had any spouts of loneliness? And if so, what has it taught you? Uh, actually, no loneliness. It's it's actually been the opposite. The, mm-hmm. um, one of the reasons for becoming nomadic was to avoid loneliness. Mm-hmm. Well, not to avoid, but um, whenever I was triggered emotionally by something, I would just seek refuge in my own room, in my own house, and I would shut the world off. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. to me, it wasn't loneliness. It was, fuck, I need my own space to process stuff. I, I can't run away. And I was stuck with other people that forced me to really... Yeah. Right. on the spot to do healing work on myself so yeah. it was intense yeah, fair um, yeah. so it's yeah. been an adventure of healing big time yourself and other people yeah shaving. yeah interesting um it's like <laughs> it's ironic that uh to find your own space you had to like give up your space yeah. <laughs> and not have any space um so but that's, you know, that's the reflection of mm. our external environment is the reflection of internal one. Mm. So for me, having an external environment meant that I didn't have to, I could protect myself from the things I didn't want to. Mm. But by not having an external environment where I could um, manage the space mm. and I would be in control of that space, mm. it forced me to sort stuff out inside so now I can be pretty much anywhere and be okay with whatever mm. happens mm. Mm. so yeah um so back to the the criticism at the party yeah yeah, yeah. um I don't even remember what you guys were saying I think it was like uh sort of like a risk of the self sort of putting yourself in um, sort of potentially unsafe situations Mm. Um, how do you gain longevity with individuals or do you gain longevity with individuals 
even though you bounce around. Um, what do you mean by longevity? As in relationship? How you, yeah, how do you form long-standing relationships within a nomadic lifestyle, considering that a nomadic is only there for a brief moment? Yeah, um, quite honestly, it's just because the relationship that we have is really intense. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm there for two, three days, well, usually it's like three days. Mm. The work that we do... Mm. It's almost like human nature. When you go through some hard stuff, you end up trusting the other person, mm-hmm. and that creates a strong bond mm-hmm. between human beings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So pretty much everybody that I've coached has mm-hmm. become a good friend. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, 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 that's how I see it. It's um, you create a really strong and intimate bond because I'm in their home. Mm-hmm. They allowing themselves to let go of any barriers. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, that requires a lot of commitment on their side and therefore mm-hmm. allows for anything to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which creates the perfect environment for a friendship to, to come out and yeah. for us to keep being connected, but not... Because it would yeah. because it's like, uh, there's levels of intimacy involved with the healing and with the staying in closed places. Yeah. That in itself, I suppose, would form uh, yeah. long, long-term relationships. And you've probably formed more long-term relationships through yeah. that style. Yeah, because mm. I feel that both of us are presenting our truer selves. We're not hiding, we're not trying to pretend we're somebody else. Mm-hmm. I'm just showing exactly who I am all the time and you are showing me exactly who you are all the time. I see your shit side and I see your good side. Yeah, man. <laughs> and then, you know, if we can live for three days together yeah. and I'm not, like, trying to rip your head off and you're like, <laughs> fuck, you know, why did I invite this guy in my home? Mm-hmm. Then, you know. <laughs> What's... Or has there been any surprises, positive or negative? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's been surprising? Um, a lot of things. One was um, how how much people were receptive to what I was doing. Cool. How people were trusting. Yeah. Like I didn't even have to provide certificates or anything. It's just people hear what I'm saying and they resonate and they can sense that I'm coming from a genuine space and from a space that I've lived mm-hmm. what I'm saying mm-hmm. and straight away open up and that was quite surprising I thought there was going to be a lot more resistance mm. the resistance is just getting to talk to people and as soon as I start talking the doors open mm. so that was quite interesting um, another lesson for myself was uh, my intuition mm. I'm learning more and more how to trust it there were some pretty hairy moments with some healing mm-hmm. where I was like, this is way beyond what I'm... I'm not expecting this. I did not expect this to happen. Mm-hmm. This was not part of my intention. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel that this is almost like a medical case opposed to a healing case. Mm. And then I just realized that I was... My mind was racing, thinking, shit, this is bad. Mm. My body was calm. My breath was calm. Emotionally, I was calm. Mm. And that allowed me to channel through something Mm. that guided me towards the healing of the other person. Mm. Mm. And ironically, that's what I end up teaching people is how to tune out of the mind so we can tune into our four other intelligences. Mm. So that was was a big lesson for me to realize the power of that we all hold when we stop 
overthinking and we just allow uh, intuition to step to step in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's been some funny moments for sure. <laughs> uh, there are some things that I probably wouldn't do again just because. Yeah, I don't know how much of my own physical energy I can put in to get stuff done. And I think that comes with experience. Like, the more you experience something, the more you feel, I actually don't have to prove mm. I need to do this anymore. Um, mm. Yeah. How do you recharge after an intense healing session? I don't have to. Okay. That was okay. That's another surprising thing. Mm-hmm. I spent three days doing like some really in-depth work. Mm. Felt fine. Mm. I was okay, a little bit sleep deprived because we didn't have a lot of sleep between sessions. Mm. But energetically, I wasn't giving from myself. I was literally channeling something else. So that's where the intuition was. I wasn't thinking, oh, I need to do this. It was more like my hands are taking me to that part of the body. Cool. Mm. The mm. person who responding well from, from that trigger pointing or from that energy work. Mm-hmm. And it was completely me observing the movements of my body. Mm. Mm. And yeah, I was in... That's the thing, like, I feel tired when I stop. Yeah. But when I'm in that moment, I am charged with energy. Mm. And as soon as the work is then not on somebody else's, on me, Mm. then my energy slowly comes down because mm. A, I don't need that much and B, there's some resistances that I'm still working with. Mm. So that's where they're like, uh, probably I should sleep right now because I'm, I'm avoiding to do some personal work because mm. uh, I know it's it's very painful and it's taking me a long time but mm. I'm getting very close to to the source of it which mm. is mm. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> taking a long time. <laughs> that was good yeah. man, five months in. It's, yeah. it's fucking good. Um, five months in, hopefully five years in one day, and then 50. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the idea is to have enough people that contact me that I always have a route. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to start making it... Uh, I want to start making energy flow a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So taking energy from multinational companies and feeding it back down to nice. the people that don't have access to that type of energy mm. and I feel that if we want wealth we th- there needs to be a uh, emotion of energy energy needs to cycle mm. if energy stagnates then only a few people profit from that and that ends up depleting a lot of resources natural resources for other people it's like a dam mm. the river always flows that's nature mm. the river is always flowing mm. but when we create a dam that destroys an entire heritage of fauna, flora, and history and culture. Yeah. So my intention is to start bringing the water supplies from, from that dam and implement it somewhere else so that people can start figuring out, okay, why do we have this dam in the first place? Where is this dam? It's the kind of block of the economy where you have You're people. Right. Yeah, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what I'm trying... Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That was an interesting analogy that was going for. No, it was good. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what I'm trying. I'm, uh, I'm in the process of creating is um, courses and seminars mm. for people, and that's where I'll be charging. Because, as you know, everything that I do is donation based, um, which means that I've been pretty much living off my savings for the past five months, and mm. it's it has taught me a big lesson about money 
and about charging and I actually started to charge for the things that I love doing because mm, mm. I realized you know I love coaching I love helping people but that's one thing what if I want to do a yoga course mm. I can't afford doing that mm, mm. well why can't I do something that I love mm-hmm. when I'm dedicating all my life to doing something that I love and that's the thing man you can definitely do that and then with the people that need it just within your own heart just do, you know exactly oh, I'll just, don't worry about that yeah. you know so this is what I'm exploring mm. it's uh, providing value first and then asking for uh, remuneration yeah yeah so it's a really good example I bought a new pair of headphones today mm. um, and I've been avoiding buying headphones just because I don't have the income to permit that mm. but I really want to have the experience of listening to fucking good music yeah, and yeah. I miss that yeah, big yeah, time yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, especially not having my speakers I'm, I like mm-hmm. I just love music it mm. just takes me places right? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so before spending the money I wanted to listen to that quality mm. of, the, of the sound I put the head, the earphones on. I was like sitting on the couch. I was like, mm. okay, I'm happy to pay the money because mm. mm. it's providing something I believe. In. How much are they? Seventy-five. It's fine, man. <laughs> the thing is about headphones, you want quality in it. Yeah. And like, as music sometimes needs to be, needs to fucking sound good. So. Yeah. So unfortunately money needs to be spent on it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm happy to spend it. Yeah. This is providing something that makes me really happy. Like I was listening to tracks that I've heard for ages. Mm. But because I was listening through like shitty tinny computer speakers, I never realised there was some like glitchy sound. I was like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> so I'm really glad that I spent the money because yeah, more than spending, I invested the money because it's generating so much happiness for me. So that's why I see it as an investment. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, what was going with this thing? Oh yeah, it was what I want to do with my coaching is provide the value first. So listen to the headphones first. Mm-hmm. This is the price. If you like them, you can buy them. Yeah. yeah but yeah. so my idea is, okay, you want to do three day coaching with me? Cool. This is the price. Try me for three days. If by the end of the three days you think, nah, this is was a waste of time, or I don't think it's value, mm-hmm. your value. Uh, I don't value what the price that you put. Mm-hmm. Just pay me what you feel. Mm-hmm. But if you value what I've done, this is the price that I want to be paid at. Yeah. And like you said, if I know that, because I want to work with, I started working with uh, single parents. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was really cool. And that brought so much joy into my life because I want to work with the most emotionally vulnerable people out there. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is a big challenge, right? Yeah, but, yeah. You know, he, you know, I'm working with people that don't have the wealth. So I'm not expecting them to give me well. I'm yeah. saying, you know, I'm providing value for you now. Mm. My mm. return from this is seeing that you're not suffering. Mm. That's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. going to find a way to make money in a different way. Maybe mm-hmm. I see somebody else, a business person, I'd be coaching with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have wealth, so they can provide that wealth for me. Yeah, I'd like to do that as well, dude. So I feel this, that there needs to be a balance, and I feel that we create so much emphasis on money and in, on fiat currency that it's taken away the human element the human experience mm-hmm. like if you think of and it's nice that it's a choice it's like if you can afford this this is what I ask yeah if you can't afford this then potentially give you a discount and if you don't or maybe want, pay me in a year or two yeah, years or three years who cares like yeah. mm-hmm. my, my job 
what I'm doing is not for money so I'm not trying to get money out of you what I'm trying to get is a smile out of you mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to make you see that the world is a ha- really actually life is really simple we just overcomplicate it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if I can see that you're, you have a twinkle in your eye and you're smiling man that's my payment that's my karmic and emotional payment yeah, yeah, yeah then yeah, yeah, I need yeah, yeah. other type of payment to put food in my belly yeah, but, yeah exactly yeah, um, so that's the balance yeah and yeah. this is what I'm exploring, and because I'm nomadic, I have the privilege mm. of of trying this, and I have enough in my bank account that I can I can permit myself to try and experiment in on these things. Mm. It's fucking interesting, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's very exciting. It's really exciting. Yeah, and things are evolving so quickly. I like. It feels as if it was January last month, mm. and I was like shitting myself, going, "Fuck! Mm, mm. I don't know where I'm going to be. I don't know what's going to happen." Mm. And now I'm literally going almost every three days. I have a place, mm. and then I didn't have a place, and then I messaged a day or two before, mm. and I got a place again. It's, yeah. it's pretty amazing, <laughs> and it's just living in trust, and that's the biggest. Okay, that's the biggest lesson that I'm learning, relearning for the. I'm, the bazillionth time is trust is letting go of fear literally wherever fear is it will give you exactly what you don't want to receive Um, when I was working uh, for money my fear was not having enough and therefore stressing out that I couldn't pay for food and uh, not being able to be in a relationship because I would be a burden what do I get? I get stressed I start getting ill and I don't have time to spend with my friends. Mm. I get exactly what I didn't want to get, mm. to be fair, but I'm getting money. So that's why I became nomadic. I took away all the things that I didn't want to receive in my life mm-hmm. to create space for the things that I wanted to see in my life. Mm-hmm. I didn't know at the time what I wanted, and this is the thing. We can't know what we want or how to achieve it mm. if we're using the tools or the belief system that got us in the mess of the, in the first place. So we need to allow time to process and to create the space for new things, for new opportunities to come and for our methods and our eyesight to change so we can see the new opportunities. Because mm-hmm. opportunities are here all the time, it's just we end up filtering them. What I've learned is don't look for the things that you want in your life, remove the things that you don't want, create the space and don't fill it and allow time and your intuition to fill them up. if you're broke and you're thinking the only way for me to not be broke is to have money mm-hmm. you're probably using the same mentality and you think oh if I work harder if more hours I'm not going to be broke mm-hmm. and after a year you're still broke why? because you're still using that belief system and you're still on the same pattern but if you say I don't want to be broke okay cool and you don't do any action you just wait eventually your whole body is going to react you see impulses coming out there's going to be discomfort and if you can sit and become an observer, eventually messages will come through and you go like, wait, maybe there's this friend that I know that has a company or he was running this thing. Maybe I should give him a call. Mm. You know, like we're so one track minded when we're in fear that mm. we forget that we have a 180 degree view. Mm. And when we use intuition, it's 360 degree view. Fucking 420. <laughs> 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 it's multi-dimensional degree. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Mm. Removing the obstacles mm. rather than 
attaining the goal, if you get me. Yeah. Obviously, you are always trying to attain the goal, but yeah. by a means of elimination rather than like external seeking and gathering. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you can relate to this quite well. Mm. Let's say that you want to achieve something, mm. but we're so concentrated on the method of achieving it that it doesn't quite happen. We get disappointed. It's like, oh yeah, it did happen, but not the way that I wanted. Mm. 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 Uh, it comes from a different source, and I think as humans, we get so caught up on on the process of things instead of enjoying the journey. But like, no, it has to, like, in order for me to get a banana, I need to go to a store. That's the only fucking way I can get a banana. Mm. <laughs> but maybe I can just randomly go to a park, meet a mate, have a conversation, and then from his bag, takes out a banana and I have <laughs> yeah, a banana. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. My goal is to have a banana, mm-hmm. but I'm not attached to the process of gaining this banana. Mm-hmm. Here I am eating a banana. <laughs> like literally, I wanted a banana this morning. It didn't happen <laughs> yeah. this morning, but it's happening now. That's why I saw the feather when I sat down and right. I stayed a bit longer. <laughs> it's, the intu- it's the intuition. <laughs> yeah. It's the good old job.